You're listening to Dr. Leslie from Dr. Leslie Inspires, where we empower mothers by raising their level of awareness, discussing tough mother-son issues that everyone knows exists, but no one is talking about. Learn more about us by visiting our website at www.drlesleyinspires.com. Now, here's your host, Dr. Leslie. Hello and good day to you. Thank you for joining us on the webinar today. We're going to go ahead and get started with prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, for waking us up this morning and starting us on our way, having us, having us closed in our right mind, being able to just be here on this podcast today to be able to hear it right now at this moment in time. And so we thank you, O oh God, for all that you have done for us. We thank you, O oh God, for even giving us our sons. We thank you, Lord, for the blessings and the peace that you have already bestowed upon us. And Father God, we repent for the spirit of ungratefulness. And we just thank you, O oh Lord, for what you are about to do in our lives as a result of uh, what we hear on this podcast. And we thank you in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. So today I am talking about a mother's love. And I'm talking about it in a different way because this is kind of the premise of why we do what we do. Because many of you love your son uh, to a fault. You love your son or sons, and perhaps it has caused challenges in your marriage or in your relationship with your husband or significant other. And so I just want to see if you hear some things, but I want you to know that this is the premise of why we do what we do. So is this for you or is this you? This is for mothers that feel that they did everything they could for their son. Oh, also, this is coming from my book, uh, Setting Boundaries with Your Son, and it's found on Amazon, Dr. Leslie. Uh, you did everything that you could for your son, and you expected him to grow into a healthy, happy, successful young man, but he hasn't, at least not yet. And even though these problems didn't just start, you know they didn't, the fact that they threaten your peace, your peace of mind, your health, your freedom, your relationships with your husband or boyfriend and or your job and other family relationships, you realize that you've got to do something. So if you are sick and tired of being sick and tired, then this is for you. If you feel like your life is at stake and you are on your last leg of any ideas that you might have, then this is for you. I don't know, you know, what's going on. I don't know if it's because of the red uh, busted eye vessels in each of your eyes, bloodshot red eyes because of stress. 
I don't know, perhaps it is the constant migraine headaches that you have day after day after day after day and say, I don't know why I have this headache. Oof, I got a headache. Oof, I don't know why I got this headache, but it's just there. And in fact, you really haven't had any sleep. You lose sleep every night worrying about your son. You're worried about the decisions that he is making. You're worried about the decisions that he made yesterday. And you're worried about decisions that he might make while you're asleep. And you wake up to a mess. You wake up to something that you got to fix or you feel like you have to fix. Well, I know you realize at some point that something has to give. So whether the process is gradual or unexpected, a sudden lack of wise choices, a sudden lack of financial responsibility, a sudden lack of decent relationships, whatever the case is, the internal reaction is the same. It's hard. It's hard on you, mom. And it's hard because you are trying to figure out what went wrong and when did it go wrong and how did it go wrong? I tried so hard to make sure he had everything. I made sure this boy had a good life. He didn't have to want for nothing. Do you hear what I'm saying? So you did the best that you could with what you knew at the time. But for some reason, you can't help but feel betrayed about the whole thing. You've forgiven your son over and over again, but the cycle of pain in your heart continues as time after time. Your son accepts your help, but he also promises that this will be the last time he will need your assistance. And then he turns around and does the same doggone thing again. And then, there was no one else there to rescue him from his problem. There was no one else there to rescue him from the problem that he created, but now made your problem. There was no one else to rescue him but you. Or so that's what he said, or maybe that's what you said, or that's how you feel. But you know at this point it's costing you too much not to take steps to solve this problem. So, you know, as a mom, you know, who loves her son, a mother's love, right? That's what we're talking about here. You want your son to be happy, but you also want, as he gets older, you want him to be happy on his own, not with you, not pulling on every um, bit of your money, every bit of your time, every bit of your relationship. You know, you're trying to go out on a date, <coughs> but uh, he's interrupting somehow, you know, or he's making it difficult for you to have a, a successful uh, relationship with another man. Maybe he feels like he's the man, you know, or he's your man. Uh, okay, didn't mean to say that. Um, but whatever the case, it, it's costing you too much. And so you, you want your son to be happy on his own, 
but you live in fear of not doing enough to help him. And this is not easy because you feel that because you're his mother, it is your responsibility to care for him and meet his needs. Look, even if he is grown up, even if he refuses to grow up. So it is with compassion and perspective that I offer a life-affirming message to those of you who I just described your situation to. I'm offering compassion and perspective uh, to those of you who are still trying to fix your son. I want to show you how to separate from his problems without separating from him. I talk about that a lot because it is one of the most difficult things that women who struggle to raise their sons go through because they love their son, but when they tell him no and they don't give their son what they want, they somehow feel like they have, they're hurting their son or, or they're not meeting their son's needs uh, or they're not being there for him. And it's similar to a battered wife, okay? A battered wife who continues to go back to the home in which she's been, uh, been or is being abused, you know, by her husband or a significant other because he keeps telling her, this is the last time I'm going to do it, babe. I love you. I love you. You just made me mad. You just did this thing that sent me over the edge. I, I, I don't know what happened. I, I, I'm just sorry. I didn't need you to forgive me. Nobody, nobody ever gave me anything. Nobody, nobody ever taught me how to be a man. No, you know, nobody ever, nobody ever really gave me anything. I gotta work for everything that I have. And when you start doing these things, it, it just makes me upset. Come on. And so I want you, I want to show you how to be a positive force in his life while being able to move on with your own life. And if you've listened to some of the other podcasts, those are the types of things that you're going to have to listen to in order to get the full message. Just listen to it over and over again, okay? So your son, he could be in his teens. He could be five. I've seen it at five. I've seen it at two. But just know this, it gets worse. Many times mothers think that when their son gets older, he's going to do better. Mom, I'm here to tell you that that is a lie straight from the pit of hell you better teach your son what you want him to learn as early as possible. And if you do not have a man who is there to help you or there to support you, you have to try that much harder. And it will hurt sometimes. It will hurt. Not you. I mean, not your son, but you. Okay? So... Your son might be five, he might be two, he might be five, he might be in his teens, he might be in his 20s, he might be in his 30s, he might be in his 40s, he might be in his 50s, and he might be in his 60s, and he might be in his 70s. 
you have some old men, and 70 is not old, but you have some older men who are still stuck in their ways, still doing things uh, as a result of what was done to them by their mother. Did I just say that? They are stuck in a cycle at 70, 60, 50, 40, 30, 20, 29, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1 years old as a result of what their mom did or did not do. And so one of the things I want to say is we have to, when you don't have a father around or a father to help, we can't keep making excuses about our son because we don't have a man. I'm going to tell you, this is when you need Jesus because it is very challenging after a certain point for a woman, <clears throat> for some women to raise some boys. Some boys are just, you know, type A personalities and ready to take on the world very strong testosterone and some mothers can handle it up to a certain point and some mothers cannot okay but your son being born did not take god by surprise it didn't he knew he knew so he had the instruction uh, the instructional manual for you to use to help you to raise your son. And you know, some people can get super deep or try to get super deep on there, but I'm telling you the things that I see with these young men, especially when there's a mother who is struggling and struggling bad. And I've got one mother in particular in my head right now. And I, I don't know what she's going to do. Um, what she's dealing with is past what I do. We can help get her halfway. <clears throat> but in terms of what she is really dealing with, with that young man, is from years of damage as a young boy <clears throat> and her as a younger mother. And um, it's, it's bad. It's bad, you know? But I know without a shadow of a doubt that it's not the way God designed it to be. It's not. Men are supposed to be the head of their household, but uh, many of them are not. And so when I look at the lack of men in the community, when I look at, not in the, just in the community, because you can see them in the community on the streets, many of the streets, or sitting at home on couches, but, uh, or in their mom's house, but when it actually comes to doing what they're supposed to do, being accountable for their actions, being responsible for their families, being responsible for their own lives, when I look at boys and men who don't know how to do jack, and I look at the excuses that mothers make for them, 
it makes me sad. It makes me sad because I think if mothers actually knew the damage that they were doing, because we can look at one household, we can look at two households, but if you're not in this sphere of influence like I am, you can't see it. It's almost like a doctor, you know, when, when they first recognized the pandemic, it happened to one person, to another person, and another person, and then they saw it across the world, same thing over here, over there, this country, that country, and they said, we've got a problem. We've got a problem. If you go to McDonald's and McDonald's, um, you've got the person on fries and then everybody keeps coming back saying their fries are cold after about an hour or two. After a while, somebody, hopefully the manager or the person on fries is going to say, let's look at the fry machine because something is going on. Something is going on with the fry machine that we better fix quickly that we better fix quickly so i um i want you to just understand it's a problem it's a problem in the black community. You know, I, at my bookinar that I first did when I first <coughs> um, was bringing out this book, and I had some mothers, um, I had, there were <coughs> some Caucasian people there, and this one lady, which Miss Doris, you can find her on one of our YouTube uh, YouTube on the YouTube Dr. Leslie uh, inspires YouTube channel, who is one of my dearest, dearest followers, my dearest, dearest supporters, and now one of my dearest friends. I think she's 94 now. <clears throat> and she told me, because uh, initially I was talking about African American men, she said, you just read my card. <laughs> she said, everything you said was me. And I know I'm 90 plus years old and my son is 60. She said, but I still struggle with going in his room and picking up his clothes off the floor because uh, he keeps it a mess. And we're talking 65 at that time. So, <laughs> this problem doesn't just go away because he gets older. And the problem that you are dealing with doesn't just go away just because you're getting older. <laughs> it's there. It's a problem that has to be resolved. One, within yourself. Within yourself. So again, if your son is in his teens, 20s, 30s, 40s, or older, but you now realize that it is you he calls for every financial and emotional problem that he has. And it's you that goes running to help, of course, in utter frustration, because now that he's older, it bothers you really, really bad that he calls you for everything the whole way. You wish 
he would get a girlfriend or a wife so that you can dump this problem off on somebody. Come on, tell the truth. Tell the truth. Uh, I have a client who he was dating, uh, her, her son was dating a young woman. And she said, um, I, and, and it seems like the young lady was just so in love with this young man in their early 20s. And I said, uh, so are you going to tell her, like, are you going to warn her what she's getting? First of all, do you know, do you think she knows what she's getting into? <clears throat> she said, no, and I'm not going to tell her. Because if she can't figure it out, that can become her problem. <laughs> and she was serious. She was serious. So you fuss at him, but you still give him what he wants. You still give him what you think he needs because you feel that you are helping him. You wonder what he will do without you. Mm, that's a, I have another podcast for that one. Um, you're tired of being disappointed and caught up in your son's cycle of destructive behavior as if you made the bad decision. And you are motivated to help him have the best chance of being happy and successful in life, but you secretly wonder if you are doing too much and may be hurting him. Come on now. Some of you um, have been told by others that you're doing way too much for, for your son. You've been told and you've been warned. But what if they're wrong, you actually think? He's not their son. He's my son. He's my responsibility. And this is team 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90. And uh, you want to make life easy for him so that he does not have to worry about certain things and can focus on being great at what he does or is doing well. Or perhaps you want him to do well at school and not have to worry about all these things. But deep down inside, you know that your son's problems are ruining your relationship. His problems are ruining your health. His problems are ruining your freedom. His problems are ruining your job. His problems are ruining your peace of mind. His problems that he's projecting onto you are ruining your overall well-being. And you're losing sleep wondering what you're going to do and how you're going to stop responding to his needs. And yes, responding to his sometimes foolishness. Deep down inside, you know you need to stop. Deep down inside, you know you need to stop. One of the things that Miss uh, Doris told, told me today that I was <clears throat> telling you, um, she said, it's not, she said, you were calling my card. Everything that you said was me. She said, but this is not a black problem. It's not just for African-American women. She says, I'm a white woman and it is talking about me. She says, the difference is, <laughs> and this is for all of you, the jail part, the incarceration piece that Black males have to deal with from being profiled. And it makes their problem just a little bit different. Which makes which actually makes it a lot different. Okay. 
I can keep going right here, but I am going to stop right there for today. But I want you to think about some of the things that I have said. And just let me know if I have said anything that resonates with you. You can visit our website at drleslieinspires.com. You can subscribe to this podcast and feel free to share it with another mother that you feel is struggling to raise her son, especially if I've said something that, uh, that she needs to hear because this is nothing but love because we've got to have a better world. And to me, I'm going to start one woman at a time, one mother at a time, one son at a time. Because if we don't, we're going to keep a cycle of this foolishness going. A cycle of men who don't take responsibility or accountability for their actions as a man and growing up to be the man that God called them to be. So because so many women are raising men, we want to talk about the role that they are playing in this and reverse what the enemy is trying to do uh, to our men. So thank you, thank you for joining us today. I'm gonna to close out in prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you so much, Lord, for being in our midst on today. I pray for every woman um, that you would allow her to take action. For those that had ears to ear, give her wisdom, oh God. Give her understanding and give her the knowledge that she needs to take action for the love of her son. We, talk, we talked about a mother's loved one today and we will see you next week. Uh, remember, we're uploaded every Sunday. We love you and we will see you then. Have a great day. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Dr. Leslie Inspires. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review on your preferred podcast listening platform. We really appreciate that effort. Also, for more content and resources, please be sure to visit our website, www.drlesslieinspires.com. We'll see you in the next episode.